2: and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of your goal guide and creator of the Deb Method for Goal Setting Simplified. You can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. So every week I bring together some of my people to dive into the topic of the week. And then on Thursday, it magically becomes an episode of the Dev Show podcast on the Marketing Podcast Network. So whether you're watching us live, the replay, listening to us, we are so glad you're here. And today's topic is life implosions. And I mean, come on, who hasn't had one or two dozen of them? And uh, a wonderful panel who uh, don't mind sharing their life implosions and how they course corrected. So I'm really excited today. We have my friend Jennifer Ballard. Jen and I have known each other for ages through... my kids' adventures, social media examiner, but basically we're just gal pals. Like, and I love sharing this, the moment we met in real life because we knew each other virtually for <laughs> for months, it was like the girl scream.
0: The elevator. The, the, yeah, the- Coming off of the elevator, literally. Yeah.
2: So, <gasps> so basically, and I know Jen through a lot of ups and downs and when this topic came up, I'm like, oh yeah, you have to be on it. <laughs> Um, we also have Jenny Halkun, a newer friend who I met through our friend, Marsha, Marsha McComber. See, I got your name wrong, right? And I stumbled over Marsha's. So we've both been on Marsha's radio show and she thought it was very thoughtful to connect us. And Jenny will talk about her company in a minute, but it's in an earthquake. So of course she is here. Yeah. And then we also have my, shall we say my mango gal pal. MJ, PM, and MJ's been on before as well, and she's just like a wealth of everything, so I'm not even going to begin to try and introduce you to her because I'll miss something, and no one wants that. So let's start. Uh, why don't you all introduce yourselves and also share why this topic of life happens, life implosions, why it's so meaningful for you to be part of this conversation. So Jen, let's start with you. Go on. Oh,
0: first. Okay. <laughs>
2: Alpha order gets you every time, Jen.
0: Yeah, I know. I married a bee. Um, (laughs) So, well, when most people look at me, they see a person who's super positive, always happy, living a good life, always smiling, dancing, you know, Um, got a great life, married my high school sweetheart, two boys, they're both Eagle Scouts, live in San Diego, which is awesome. Got a glamorous job in marketing, working for a celebrity, which is pretty cool. Um, but what you may not know about me is that lack of confidence and complacency almost killed my career. So I had a really great job. It started out as the the stay-at-home mom's dream scenario of returning to work. After a decade off, um, you know, I volunteered at a conference and they loved me and hired me the next week. Um, so it was awesome. Um, until it wasn't. I was there for 10 years and um, one day I came in after a four-day weekend not that kind of four-day weekend it was not a good (laughs) four-day weekend it was I was uh, off on Friday for a funeral a really rough funeral and um, I didn't even get to go to the funeral because I got really really sick that weekend so I ended up taking Friday and Monday off so that's two strikes And then I came in on that Tuesday and bam, called me into his office. Jen, we're eliminating your job. So, (laughs) wow. Um, Yeah. So that was my big life implosion. And um, it it was a rough time. This was about a year and a half ago. And, you know, it was really frustrating. I had Worked there for 10 years, done everything there, built up the department, and then just you're done. Um, And that made me feel like a real failure. And um, it also made me realize through the rebuilding process that um, I never want to let myself get into that position again, where I'm kind of comfortable and more complacent. And now I actually work for a motivational speaker. Um, so I'm surrounded by positivity and growth every day in my work. And I'm also starting a side hustle called Joy Scouts to try to help women become more positive and happy and confident themselves. So that's my story.
2: <laughs> awesome. It, and I mean, not that your story is awesome. Like I said yeah. before, we've been friends a long time, so I know. Uh, But really excited to have you jumping into this conversation because, you know, whether we whether we articulate it or not, we all have these implosions in our lives. We have to course correct. So I know the audience will get so much value from you. Uh, But let's let's jump from Jen to Jenny. Uh, Welcome, Jenny, Miss Inner Earthquake. Please share who you are and why you are are drawn uh, to this topic.
3: Mm. so yes so my company is inner earthquake i work with women uh going through inner earthquakes who uh, are rebuilding their lives and don't even think it's possible to ever feel happy again um and of course i know nothing about this topic personally uh, right i have a teacher who says we, we always teach what we most need to learn um so i went to my own uh substantial inner earthquake uh, 23 years ago. On the outside, I had the perfect life. I had a successful career, was happily married. We looked well together. We looked like a great couple. We had the vacations, the house. I mean, everything that on the outside looked amazing. And life wasn't that amazing. I woke up a lot thinking, is this it? Which you're really not supposed to do in your 20s Um, and then the day came where I was diagnosed with cancer I immediately knew knew on a deep level that I didn't want to live the life that I had gotten into that I had fallen into that was other people's expectations of what life should be and so I informed my husband that I wanted a divorce Um, so within a year I was healthy, I was divorced, I moved countries, and I changed jobs. And it's not what I recommend anybody does, but that's just what happened for me. And so since then, I've been on my own journey, but I also got passionate about working with women. I saw this pattern be repeated over and over. Women who are just kind of like going along in life, there's nothing really wrong, it's not great either, it might be just nah, you know. And and then something happens and something happens again and something happens again. And all we try to do, it is a very common response, is to try and power through it. And eventually that gets you. And you go through an identity crisis and that's where I come in. That's where I, that's the space that I love to support women in. So that's it in a nutshell.
2: Awesome, well, I ha- again, not. thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> um, it, it It's really and part of why I do what I do is I believe people deserve to be happy in some, if not all of their lives. And if you can't fix all of it, at least find one thing, one kernel that brings you joy that you can uh, hold on to and uh, help that to elevate you out. So uh, such important work in um, I love what you said before, you know, we teach what we've learned or what we're learning because that's what what we're here. That's what makes us unique and super helpful. So I'm really glad to have you. Um, MJ, good, good to see you.
1: Welcome. Good to see you. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to be here. And I feel it's going to be one of those instances where I listen a lot because I want to so much to learn from Jenny and Jennifer. So I'm looking forward to everything you guys have to say. Um, My name is MJ. I'm from Haiti originally. I'm now in Orlando, Florida. I have been attracted to this topic of implosions because I've always felt that my life is a series of implosions. It's always about starting over in the different areas of life. I grew up in an environment where there was a lot of violence in and outside the home. And all I ever wanted was control. And I felt that I was losing control all the time. I was always going through a season. When it wasn't the violence at home, when I finally moved away from home, it was about getting on my feet, uh, being on my own. Then it was about surviving Um, about marriage, and then it was about uh, becoming a caregiver for my mother when she was um, diagnosed with um, an aneurysm. It's always been a series of seasons and thinking, okay, after this season, I'm finally going to find stability, and then something else happens, and something else happens until you realize that... um, Maybe that's what life is. Maybe it doesn't change. And maybe it's about adapting to those implosions and making the best out of them. So I run Badass Black Girl, um, the website. It's the name of the series of books that I've written about women empowerment and just taking control of your life as much as you can. And now, with the website i have a blog and i also have an advice column um hey mj because a lot of people um send messages asking me about my experience not just as a survivor of violence but also um about faith because i've always been very vocal about my faith i'm an educator by trade i'm also a professional writer and editor so i talk a little bit about using the arts to um, just be successful in life. Again, so happy to be here and to have this conversation with all of you.
2: Well, I just remember because we were back in touch and I said, I want to have you on. These are the topics that are coming up. And you like wrote back immediately that you wanted to be part of this conversation. So um, again, as I was saying right before we went live, it's not probably the easiest conversation for some people to have so I'm extremely grateful that you all are jumping out of your comfort-ish zones <laughs> comfort zone adjacent to really <laughs> dive into this in one thing in a life implosion a, a hiccup for one person could be a life implosion for someone else so let's let's start by defining that term um what counts? as a life implosion.
1: MJ, do you wanna kick us off? Well, when we started talking about it before um, this, I immediately thought about those situations where you are at a total loss of control, a situation that brings you more stress than, than you feel you can endure. And it's also touching on important aspects of your life, aspects that you care about, aspects that you feel were, that you want to be healthier. And it usually lasts for a while. So it's not just a bad day. It's an event that happens that changes the way you see life, the way you're able to function in life. That's how I've been defining implosion. And what do you think,
2: Jenny?
1: Mm.
3: For me, an, an a life implosion is it like you like you just mentioned, it could be something minor for one person but major for another person. And it's any time that something happens on the inside that causes a complete shakeup, an inner earthquake, as I call it, on the inside. Um they are existential in nature. And so they affect our sense of identity. It's whenever a role falls away, whether it's through divorce or or an unexpected job change, menopause, even uh, empty nest, you know, but whatever it is, all of a sudden we have a role change. And we, we realize that we attached importance to that role that we were in. and, And now that is gone. And so Who am I now, now that I'm no longer fill in the blank?
2: So many people have that too. And one of my things I say all the time is, you know, when you embrace change, whether it's by choice or by circumstance, but if you go at it with gusto, you're just much better off to come out of it on the other side because you're not running, Mm -hmm. you're running toward.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Jen, anything to add on what counts and, and, um, we're friends, but I did not know all of that build up to the conversation.
0: So, <laughs> oh
2: my goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: I think the other ladies said most of what I would say is about the control, the loss of control, um, a major life event, um, not knowing where you're going forward what's what's ha- going to happen in your life going forward, that uncertainty, the fear. But I also wanted to point out um, we're talking about life implosions, but there are some years that I can pinpoint as well that were life explosions like there's good stress too. like a year full mm-hmm. of stuff that's just so big and so life changing. Maybe it could be considered similar, not in a bad way, but in a lot in a good way where there's a lot of change. For example, one year, I graduated college, I got married, we bought our first place, we moved, you know, it was a huge year that totally rearranged life as I knew it. So I think there can be life explosions and good things and also Mm -hmm. the life implosions, which is the topic that we're mainly talking about today, but there's good stress as well as bad stress.
2: No, I, I like that rabbit hole. of of life explosions. So
1: Jenny, MJ, anything to add on the explosion front? I I, I love it because very often we find ourselves in a situation where we feel we should be more grateful for those life explosions. And yet we're carrying so much of what Jenny calls those inner earthquakes that we're not able to enjoy the -hmm. beauty that comes with the, the good stress, the you stress. And it makes you feel even more miserable because you, you know that great things are happening, but you're trying to fix all of those issues. You're trying to figure out who you are now. It, it suddenly things are um, so different than you used to think they are, and it, it creates this paradox inside of you and makes those earthquakes so much worse right
3: (laughs) yeah I I think when I listen to Jennifer I think about oh that's that's life happening when I don't get in the way really (laughs) um you know one one universal law is that and everything is constantly changing so are we uh we know when when things are exceedingly great that, you know, they might not always be like that and vice versa. And so I feel like when I approach um, situations, new situations, especially with curiosity and just thinking, okay, I'm, I'm just going to go and, and see where this takes me. That's usually when a lot of growth happens for me, for my clients, I've noticed. So Maybe, you know, some people call it flow. Some people call, you know, like I call it like getting out of my own way. Um, yeah. So I relate to that as well. Different words maybe, but yeah.
2: yeah well, I like the approaching with curiosity, you know, mm-hmm. running toward it and mm-hmm. staying, getting out of the way that way by, by asking questions and saying, okay, what, what am I supposed to learn from this? Isn't that usually mm-hmm. the question that's like, okay, yeah. all this Good and bad stress is kind of making my head want to implode slash explode. What can I learn and ask the questions? But other than uh, approaching with curiosity, uh, Jen, MJ, what are other ways to approach this um, (laughs) collision of everything?
1: (laughs) One thing that has been helpful to me is really figuring out what is it that I can control and what is it that I can't control. So often we forget to take a breath and think about those things. Um, We cannot control how people are going to react. For instance, it doesn't matter how much they love us. They will react the way they want to react. We cannot control uh, the weather. We cannot control um, the economy, well, to a certain level. Um, we have to really differentiate what we can control in order to tread lightly and be able to move forward. I know that I can control the way I react. Sometimes my emotions are out of control, but I don't let them dictate how I'm going to react. I I withdraw, take a deep breath, and when I'm better, then I tackle whatever challenge. So, this awareness of your environment is really important, I think.
2: I like that too. Because if you're not aware, you you just let life happen to you. But if you are aware, then it brings you a certain amount of power. Jen, anything yeah. else to add about embracing those explosions?
0: Uh, yeah, I think... Um... Looking at the long term or the big picture, stepping back from the minutiae of what you're mired in right now, if, whether it's the positive or the negative, um, if you step back and look, okay, what's what's my life going to look like a year from now? How's this? This is just going to be a drop in the bucket of time. Um, sometimes that helps you gather a better perspective and realize that this will pass and it's just going to be a learning experience like Jenny was talking about um and approach it in a different way if you look in the long term look at the big picture
2: that is so and i am internal optimist i am totally with you on it yeah. but how hard is it really <laughs> to look at the big
0: picture when it's you're thinking yeah
2: out um but you all have a bit before we go back to solutions, I know that you all have good things going on as well. So let let's just real quick. You've shared your implosions, but I would love to hear an explosion example from each of you. So, Jenny, what are you doing that's exciting you? That's exploding your heart in your business?
3: My business itself is uh, I love the people that I work with, the women that I work with, um, I'm going to roll out a word that might not, you know, might be a bit controversial, but I would say, I feel that my work takes place in the sacred sphere. Um, when I'm let in to somebody's world um, and I get to observe the moment that they reconnect with themselves, when they lost that connection to themselves, that is, um, the, the biggest reward that I can think of. Um, so I absolutely love what, what I do. Uh, I wouldn't want to do anything else. Um, I have something to compare it with. I was in corporate for 26 years and, uh, this is many more times fulfilling, satisfying makes me happy, brings me joy. Um, so that's, that's where my focus is at the moment. Yeah.
2: That's amazing. Um, MJ, what are you working on that's got you all exploded excited?
1: Well, as opposed to something I'm working on, it's something in my personal life that that's getting me really excited. So two, about two years ago, almost three years, my husband and I, we decided to leave South Florida and move to the winter garden area. And, uh, it was a scary thought because moving as a teenager or a young adult is so different than when you're an adult. Making friends is difficult. Adapting to a new flow of life is difficult. But we decided to set goals for ourselves and to come up with a plan. And yes, yes. I was thinking about you, Deb, the entire time. Um, and we make goals for everything, Our work goals, friendship goals, faith goals, and it's been amazing seeing how actually planning those things um, bear, bears fruit. So um, we're definitely in a better place now than we were um, two or three years ago. We found a community that loves us, um, plenty of friends. We found a church that we really love. And I keep thinking, wow! Just focusing on um, targets and having a plan changes life so much for the better. It does
2: because when you you see that big picture, what you want to work towards, it's it's cool. It's exciting. It's motivating. So I absolutely love that. Good for you!
1: Yay. Thank- Thank you. And I wanted to piggyback on something that Jen said, Um, because I use this strategy a lot, but I use it both ways. So it's um, looking at where you want to be in the future, but also doing a lot of visualization where you're already in the future looking Mm -hmm. And I think it's that part where you're journaling about it, kind of trying to materialize it, looking back, that really helps me where I'm able to see, oh, it's a week from now. And whatever the problem is today, I will have woken up and it will have been behind me. And being able to see that your challenges are just temporary, um, that really helps. Yes. Exactly. <laughs>
2: awesome. And, and I am well, the first step in D for determining your determine your mission is visualization. Think about the life you want. But I love this usage of visualizing those bumps or mountains in the road in the rear view and say, Oh, look, I did it. Okay, then you just have to get to I did it, but knowing that you can. Yeah. It, it's really good. Good tag team example, friends. Yes. <laughs> so Jen, what are you excited about right now? Because you did, you did go from a challenging work environment through yes. an even more challenging job search and you landed like amazing. Yes. But
0: yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. So my big life implosion was just like about a year ago. Um, about a year and three months ago and it was devastating. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's going to hire me. I'm in my fifties and you know, just scary, scary. And I landed somewhere that I absolutely love. I'm working for a motivational speaker and I get the benefit, not just of having a job and having health insurance again, but, um, you know we're putting good into people's lives We're putting good into the world. And I get to take all of her classes <laughs> as part of my job. So it's, you know, a combination of everything. I get the, you know, the personal development myself. Um, and I've met so many people and see people that th- this company is, is affecting and touching and helping. Mm-hmm. And it's just wonderful. Um, so yeah, really, really, happy that I came out of it in such a good way um, so all those times that people say oh you'll look back on this as just a challenge <laughs> just a bump on the road that is so hard to hear when you're going through it it's actually I'm seeing the fruits of that so yeah you mean they you know. were right <laughs> well of course they are but you never want to hear that when you're actually in the throes of this nightmare you know So (laughs) it's just hard to hear, it's hard to see. I mean, I'm the one who says look forward and, but it's hard to do. Um, So yeah, I'm really glad that it actually worked out. So, and the other thing I'm working on, part of my personal development is, you know, never let myself get complacent. I'm loving this new job. I'm learning a new part of my field, um, a new angle in my field. But I'm also starting a side hustle that will hopefully sustain me, in, at least in a small way, if not financially, then at, at least get, uh, keeping my skills sharp um, into retirement someday. Um, and that is...
2: Retirement? Someday, someday. Okay, sure.
0: <laughs> my husband retired this past year, so, you know...
2: <laughs> I, I know, but we're so young. I know.
0: Well, he's, he's an accountant. He's been planning and... <laughs> funding it since we were in our 20s. So yeah. So I think, like, I'm in my 50s. Anyway, but that's a whole diversion. But um, yes, I'm starting a new fun side hustle that will hopefully help women going through the empty nest years, kind of, even if you don't have kids, it's a whole bunch of life changes at this kind of age where you go, okay, I'm not busy driving the kids all around anymore. And they're they're more independent or I'm less focused. I've left the corporate world, like Jenny said, or, you know, I'm just not as focused on that career drive. And it's like, what's next? What it's time for me now. So I am starting, um, a community called joy scouts of midlife women, the next women ready to move into the next phase, kind of figure out what's next and to, um, Connect with each other and have you know more time for each other and themselves and date nights and girls nights and you know.
2: Well, it, it's fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I have the benefit because I know about this and I think it's <laughs> awesome. But what MJ was talking about, which is yeah. moving as yeah. a grown-up and re-establishing community, that's almost a solution for that because it's yeah. like. We need to, and we have this wonderful thing called technology that allows us to be pals with people wherever they are in the world.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So I love that, that you're leaning into that as well. But I think and the common theme of what everybody on this, on this panel does is it's about uplifting, making your life better, because when your life is better, you can do anything, but you need to be able to see that it is possible. So what can people do to, to fine tune that lens so they can see their way through those life implosions, life that happens, et cetera? Um, MJ, do you have a particular uh, tool, suggestion, recommendation to help people get through to the that other side?
1: Absolutely. And... I wanted to say that the two actually reminds me of what Jen said. um, She started talking about explosions um, because we were talking about implosions and that led us to talk about how very often they exist together, the yin and the yang, right? Um, Wherever there's joy, there's sadness, whenever there's success, there's a little bit of failure. And what I do, I journal a lot. I mean, my go-to activity for anything is journaling. And one thing that I do is using two different columns. And on one side, talking about things that are weighing on my mind. And on the other side, um, I write about things that are bringing me joy, things that um, I consider to be part of my success. And this awareness of the two sides of the coin, I think, is really important. Finding ways to always remind you that, yeah, you're going through some tough times right now, but there are things that you can be joyful about, that you can be happy about. And um, you guys also mentioned how difficult it is when you are in the middle of a crisis to, to hear other people saying it's going to get better, et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's important to give yourself some room to feel sad and to feel discouraged. As soon as you put a time limit on that, uh, that time, right? You don't want to spend too much time in darkness but I think it's important to acknowledge that you're going through a tough time and allow yourself to feel those little nasty feelings.
2: You reminded me. Um, I have a two minute rule. I like two minute dance breaks, but I also put two minute of a time limit of frustration because that's enough to to have that sort of, and then, okay, let's get back to that positive attitude. Let's get back to business. So um, yes, I agree with you that you need to give it some space, but I, I, like I said, two minutes is, I remember a couple years ago when I had to move because my building was being torn down and it was like my job for months looking at apartments and way too much information. But in LA at the time, everybody was renting apartments to use as Airbnbs. It was before that I didn't realize until after I found somewhere to live that that's where all the apartments were. People were snapping them up. And the, the place that I really wanted, I got like an email at like 10 o'clock at night. Sorry. And I'm like, I had my two minutes. And I'm like, okay, just means something, something better is down the line. So we do have to um, acknowledge that sometimes it's okay to be, hmm. Um, the other thing that you said, and I love journaling as much as you do, because when you get things out of your head, out of your heart, then you can look at things objectively and make plans. Yeah. You could see things for what they are, which is outside of your body rather than internalizing everything. So love that as well. So thank you. Uh, Jenny, what about you? What are your solutions to like get to the other side of trauma or life or what
1: have you?
3: Yeah, so I have noticed it's very normal for uh, women uh, that I work with who go through these inner earthquakes to um, almost dissociate. They're they're not in their bodies. They don't want to feel the pain, so they're not in their feelings. They're, They're sort of trying to get away from the feelings because the feelings tell us, I'm going to die, metaphorically. So just to share a statistic, the organization Noon in the UK did some research uh, on women in midlife, and it turns out that on average, by the time we reach midlife, women have gone through about five or more um, major life events. And so what I find is that it's very common for women to just say, I'm just going to power through um, I just need to handle it. I don't have the time to fall apart. I have responsibilities. I have children. I have things that I need to do. And so that in the end is is really unsustainable. So what we can do to get to the other side is, as I mentioned before, is to actually use practices or use tools that bring us back to our body we um like mj just said we actually need to feel our feelings in order to move on, on unless and until we we embrace all of who we are in, in any given moment we can't actually move on and so the metaphor comes to mind of the beach ball that we're trying to keep underwater right it takes an enormous amount of focus and energy um, and, and ultimately what happens is we'll let go at some point and the, the inflatable beach ball pops up and hits us in the face. And so that is that is the first step is uh, really to come back into your body, feel your feelings, learn some tools, learn some practices that can help you with that so that you don't feel like this is the end of, of who you are. And that's the very first step to take.
2: Me time to just be,
3: to be, yeah. Get out of the doing, and be with oneself. There's there's nothing more natural than being with oneself. We just forget that it's nature itself.
2: I think you should amend a pause button. Do you remember that? What was it? The staples button. The what? Why am
0: I? Forgetting? That was easy. That what
2: was easy. the easy button? Yes, the easy button. Easy.
0: <laughs> thank you. But what we need is a pause
2: button mm-hmm. so we can, and it's so important to treat the time we have with ourselves with as much grace as the time we give to other people. So love,
0: love that so much. Jen? Well, that kind of flows directly into what I was going to say, which is spend some time for yourself. Doing something normal that takes you away from that being mired in the negative thoughts. You know, um, if it's with other people, if you're not an introvert and if it's physical, so you can get endorphins going, that's great. I love dance. And so I would dance through my, you know, dance my worries away. <laughs> well, but, you, you can we go, go for a walk, just get out in nature. It just helps to let leave it behind for a little while and find some joy in life for a little while each day and then get back and you're refreshed and rejuvenated to get back to what you need to do to get down to business. Um, but you need to take some time to, to refresh.
2: And you are also a dance instructor, so you, you know what you're talking about.
0: It's my happy place.
2: <laughs> but you can't dance and frown at the same time. No, no you neither. can't. It's impossible.
0: Right, right.
2: So, yeah. it's it's finding the things that bring you that energy, whether it is something physical, and it's always good to do things that take you out of
0: your norm, right, for hitting the reset button. Mm-hmm. And being out in nature really helps too just you, you get a different, different perspective.
2: Yes. And and we're, I was going to say we're all in, um, most of us are in California and MJ is in Florida. So we're, we don't have things like, well, it's cold and 60 degrees here. Don't be mad at us. (laughs) East East coast and Midwest. I did my time, but when you can get out, even if it's for a little bit every day, that's going to be um, super helpful. Uh, The one thing, you were talking about before was saying, when people say it's going to be okay, when you know it will, but it doesn't feel like it, it's like someone saying, calm down or take a breath when you're upset. It's like the worst thing- Awful. Ever. (laughs) Uh, And I think it's almost like a boundaries thing. So what can people, all these are wonderful suggestions, um, but we also need to like carve out the time and tell our loved ones so uh, how do you set boundaries or how do you articulate that need so you can do the work that you need to do?
0: I, I set hours when I was job hunting, I pretended I was at work and that was my job search time. And then when it was the end of my work day, my job search time, I did like I used to do when I was in my job, um, you know, I did my family stuff. I didn't, I didn't drown myself in it 24 seven, you know, out of desperation, but I also made sure I had specific times that I was working on. That was my job while I was unemployed was to find a job. So I think if you set those kind of boundaries and you make sure that you're taking care of each element, I think that helps.
2: So like treat Mm self-care like a job.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's part of your schedule. Put it in your schedule. Sure.
2: I am so with you. MJ is nodding. MJ,
1: what do you think? Oh, I love this. And one thing that was very helpful that I learned throughout the years is actually to schedule your self-care before everything else. That includes exercising, moment where you're going to meditate, moment where you're going to vegetate you need to put them in first. Otherwise, you won't find a spot for them. Um, right. Something else is always going to take over. And also to know when to schedule them. Um, I've tried to do anything um, personal, self-care, after the hour of 8 a.m., and I haven't been able to. So what do I do? I wake up early for se- self-care. I do all of my meditation and and Pilates, everything early in the morning, so I'm not interrupted. Something else in terms of boundaries, um, you talked about boundaries for yourself, but also for other people. I've been having very deliberate conversations with others about how they can help me and um, how, basically how I would love for them to react when I'm having a crisis because people don't know people will say the wrong thing, but my husband and I, we have this conversation all the time and I also have it with my sisters. When I'm going through something, this is how you can help me. And it's very helpful for people to know. Um, one thing that I i have talked to my husband about Um is let me freak out. I need those two minutes, right, that Deb talked about. I need that time to freak out. And when I'm freaking out, please let me do it. Do not try to calm me down um, because I need it. So um, it, it it works. I mean, talking to the people you, who care about you about how to better help you when you're having a bad time is so, so important.
2: That's awesome because people aren't mind readers and they get, especially our loved ones. They're going to be frustrated. So in saying, let me do this rather than say, calm down. It'll be okay. Which is probably like the worst thing they can say. It's good. It's setting the clear boundaries, but also the rules in what people can do to help you. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, Jenny, what mm. what do you think?
3: Yes, I, I'd like to talk about the, I have no time um, statement. There is something that happens that I am sure each of us ha- on this call have experienced. When a loved one has an accident a good friend gets diagnosed with something, we, we are diagnosed with something, time becomes very clear and very focused and things that are not my number one priority tend to fall away. So I think that having time is really about having priority.
1: Mm-hmm. If
3: your priority is to take care of yourself, to go into the cliche, you know, put the mask on on yourself first before you try to help anyone else. That is really what we're talking about. Um, and in terms of, of boundaries, I would say very few of us actually have problems stating boundaries. We tend to not enforce the boundaries. And so what we are literally teaching people is, Well, you know, when I say that I need half an hour to myself, I mean, it's okay if you walk in in 15 minutes because you can't find something in the fridge. (laughs) That's what we're saying, right? So unless we're going to enforce that and, and unless we say, I am not available right now, please close the door, right? Our boundaries will not be respected. So I would say learn not just how to set your boundaries and to communicate what you need, but actually enforce your boundaries. Respect yourself first. That's what you're teaching people. So that's That's, my
0: two tips.
2: Oh, that's so good. Because it's true. It's very easy to say, okay, it'll just take two seconds. No, it's two seconds out of your time.
3: Yeah.
2: So, and one thing that and I think this has been covered, but I will underline it, is to put those self-care times in your calendar and treat it with the same respect as you would do a meeting with anybody else. You should even treat it with even more respect because it's you. And when you take care of yourself, whether it is goal time or personal time or freak out time, then you are ready, willing, and able, better able to function, be productive, and get to the other side. And this is true in good times. It's not just in the crisis times. I think everything that we talked about is um, something people can do any day to maintain that balance and joy and verve in moving towards creating the life that they want. So at this point, I would love to ask you all to gift a goal to the audience. So what is something that they can do today, tomorrow, like immediately to really recalibrate themselves? Jenny, what goal would you like to gift?
3: Yes, I I have found, I, wanted, I want to say something about confidence, uh, because people talk about, I don't have confidence in myself. And I just want to reiterate that if you are living your life based on other people's definitions or limitations, that is usually where we become confused and overwhelmed and all the things. We have no time. I I don't have space. I'm too stressed. There is a voice inside of ourselves that we all know. And when we can actually quiet the noise and even simply take a breath That voice is there. And that's where confidence starts. It starts with trusting oneself. We actually do know what our next step is. We actually do know what we need to do next. It's quieting the noise around us, taking a breath, creating a small pause and listening to that voice. Trust yourself. That's the very first thing. And that's something that you can start with right away.
2: I love that. Like confidence is a goal. Yeah, It's amazing, Mm -hmm. but it's really that I can do it. That people Mm -hmm. forget. It's easy to forget when, you know, if if there was a stereo blasting in your ears, how are you going to be able to think? So turn down the volume and listening to yourself is going to help you achieve more because you know, and I, yes, We all know the answers, but we need to take the time to ask the questions. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. So Jen, do you have a goal to gift?
0: I have been very helped when I'm in a crisis situation, when I'm going through an implosion by having some sort of adventure just to get away from it all. So I would say if you're going through something big, it's part of the self-care thing, but it's the bigger version. Like, do something that scares you. Do something that's exciting. Do something that's an adventure that takes you completely away for a little while. One time when I was going through a big thing, very down on myself, very mired in it, my husband took me rappelling in a cave. Really? And Yeah. <laughs> this big, deep cave, like 30, 40, 50 feet deep. And it was really scary. And I'm like... <gasps> But, you know, it just kind of reset for a little while. It made me focus, lose, lose all those thoughts for a while. And, um, it really helped with confidence. You know, I did this repelling thing. I faced this fear. I, you know, it was good to get away from it. And so I would say that if you're going through something big, if you can, it doesn't have to be something big or expensive, just something that kind of is a reset that, um, takes your mind off of the troubles and helps you see something else outside of what's happening and um, is a little distraction for a while and then you'll be rejuvenated and ready to face everything else um, that's going on so yeah
2: i i think we also have to underline you said this before your husband is an accountant Who takes you on adventures. I mean, talk about the Enigma personality, right?
0: He's an accountant who switched careers in his 50s into law enforcement. So (laughs) he's an anomaly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He's he's an adventurous guy. Yeah. Really awesome.
2: Okay. MJ, what goal do you want to gift?
1: I want to go back to the idea of journaling. And I would love... For everyone to try journaling at least once if they haven't yet. And if they have, to focus on that one prompt, which is to imagine your perfect life. I know it sounds so small, but it's a power of imagination and manifestation. Sit down, think about that person you want to be, the perfect life that you imagine for them And write about it. Where do you see yourself? What are you doing career-wise? What is your relationship with your family, with your friends? What kind of relationship do you have with your coworkers? Do you have pets? Do you travel? Um, Write it as if you're building your life from the ground up. Don't worry about what you have now. Don't listen to the fears about what you think you might or might never get, go ahead and just journal about those things that you want. And you will see the more you do it, the more you're able to refine what exactly you want and how to get there. If you never take the time to imagine that life, the the chances of you getting there are very, very small.
2: You are beyond speaking my language but we know this <laughs> but it, it's true you have to give yourself that grace in that time but that gift of imagining mm-hmm. what is possible because most things are possible we just need to stop limiting what is based on what is or limiting what could be based on what is yes i did say it right oh my goodness, I knew this was going to be a great conversation. Did I know it would be this wonderful? Maybe, who knows? But <laughs> I, I really am and so appreciative of you all um, taking off your coat, sitting down and just sharing the things that you've been through uh, for the service of helping others. Where can people learn more about you, friends? MJ, where's the best place?
1: You can visit badassblackgirl.com. All my contact information is there. I'm also on Facebook under Michelle Jessica Logan, my married name. And I'm looking forward to continuing the conversation. Excellent.
2: And Jenny, where can people learn more about you?
1: Well,
3: at my website, jenniekalkoon.com or on LinkedIn.
2: Austin. Awesome. And Jen, where can people learn more about you?
0: I am just starting the Joy Scouts. I don't have a website yet, but I do have a Facebook group, a Facebook page. So check me out at facebook.com slash Joy Scouts with a Z. Awesome.
2: Okay. And you can go to, I am at the Dev Method everywhere, and you can go to thedevmethod.com slash blog to get the recap and the links. And I always include everybody's LinkedIn as well. So if you are tuning in or listening or however you're in, enjoying this content, reach out via LinkedIn with a note and say that this is where we met. And again, so important, especially. It's the beginning of the year. You know my calendar is a little different. I start the new year in December, but we're we're toward the end of January, and a month—that's it. You don't have to like I just sketch your life just because it's the end of January and you said, "Oh, okay, I blew my goals. I'll start again next year." No. Every day, every week, every month is an opportunity to rethink your life, reframe your goals and move forward. And if you are having a life explosion, implosion, whatever, or you're just stuck, listen to these words of wisdom and just do little things at a time to recalibrate yourself so you can see the other side and move forward to the life you want. Um, Friends, what final thought would you like to leave people with? Uh, Jenny, final thought?
3: believe in yourself
0: works for me (laughs) Jen I'm gonna repeat repeat something that my boss Lisa Nichols says and that is fill your own cup and serve others from the overflow in your saucer make sure you're full Mm. and then serve others from the overflow in your saucer Ooh awesome i can't take credit but (laughs) i think it's a great way to live
2: well obviously it's been so good for you to be in this environment especially with what you came through so yes serve from the saucer. love that um mj final final thought
1: create a support system Um, don't wait until you're in a crisis to have this support system mm-hmm. because you need to be able to to use it in those moments. So when everything is going well, make sure you're building your support system.
2: Yes, because that's really easy when life is great to not think about what you need when life isn't great. So be prepared. Wait, that sounds like a Boy Scout thing. I love how everything's <laughs> kind of like coming together. Thank you again, Jennifer Ballard, Jenny Calcoun, MJ Fiev, okay, um, <laughs> for, for sharing your life, your wisdom, your implosions, your explosion, and your zest for living that life you want. And thank you for, for tuning in, everybody, whether you're watching this as Gold Chat Live or listening to this as the Dev Show podcast. On the marketing podcast network, we are glad you have chosen yourself and your life and your future by joining us today. Um, again, uh, you can find me at the Dev Method everywhere, thedevmethod.com, and I am live every Monday at four PM Pacific. And/or you can subscribe uh, to my podcast on your favorite place to get your podcasts. Wait, anyway, that sounded well. You knew what I meant. Anyway. Life implosions do not need to be dead ends. They do not need to be a pit of despair. They are a wealth of opportunity. So what you need to do is choose yourself, take that pause, have an adventure, recalibrate your life and move forward. Go on out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at the TheDevMethod on social media, and check out TheDevMethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it.
1: This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more
0: great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.